Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, should we let's minute in? Let's podcast. Yeah, we're one minute in. Let's fucking million dollar podcast our way out of this horrible, horrible hell. Um (laughs) one, two, three. Are we going? We're going. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. One, two, three. I'll do it. One, two, three. Hi. Hi. This is for the girls Um, podcast. And I've been reminded that I dropped my voice for this podcast because I don't want it to be screeching like this, which is how I normally sound. <laughs> Having a podcast so, makes you insecure about your voice. Yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> um, I'm um, hey, I'm Nick Westrate, and I never introduced myself, but I'm Jason Robert R. Black. We have been realizing that we've been having all these podcasts on this, um, episodes on this iconic podcast, and uh, we never introduce ourselves. So this is the Nick voice. Yes, and this is the Jason voice. Okay, so what is this podcast about? Divas. (laughs) Divas. Gays and divas. It's about um, just the obsession with strong women who sing and tell a good joke. It's like if you can be in a room and like talk about your favorite 90s Annette Benning performance, this is a podcast for you. Uh, Annette Benning week needs to come. It can't come soon enough. For you, it can't. <laughs> for you me, it can't. really can't. She's my spirit animal. Right. Um, so hi, Jay. Hi. How's your week? Hi. Um, it's okay. It's good. So now we're moving on to part two, very naturally, where I tell you, y'all, we just got our first response from an actual M-O-M, mom. Well, one of our actual moms, yes. Well, I said an actual. I was going to say because the actual mom is my mom. (laughs) Michelle Black is listening to the podcast, and she's kind of like my second mom. Oh, she's, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And she... If you're just tuning in now, Jason and I grew up together in Michigan, and our moms are best friends, and so we became best friends by default. And so my mom uh, recently learned about Spotify and it like opened up her uh, life at like she I, I was with her um, around Christmas time. And now every night before bed, she puts on a different Christmas orchestral um, arrangement, uh, which is something. I just <laughs> something. And uh, she found out that she also listened to podcasts and that her two little faggy uh, sons have a podcast and so, yeah, she. What she do you think? Oh, gosh, I'm so nervous to hear the review from Michelle. <laughs> well, she she loved it. She loved us. We're a hit. We're a hit with the moms. We're a hit. She said she laughed and she cried, which is just what you do when you watch Bette Midler. Um, 
And she's going in reverse. So she's she started from the beginning. Mm, it's and a bold choice. It's a bold move. It's a bold yeah, it's and it, but it's probably just because that's how she saw it on her Spotify podcasting list. She loved it. And um but she brought up a very mom critique, which I was kind of hinting at to you early before we taped this, which is she was like, the one thing is that you boys are constantly dropping the F bomb. <laughs> And saying fuck. And she's like, and at one point you say fuck with our Lord's name. <laughs> oh, and, I'm not even which aware is funny of because, that. Because it's, we weren't even aware of that. And then she made me aware of that. And then I listened to this episode that we're just about ready to uh, let y'all get on to. And we literally, it starts off with me saying fuck, fuck, fuck. And then Nick says fucking Jesus Christ. Sorry, which, Michelle. Yes, sorry, Michelle. Sorry, mom. Sorry, aunties. Like, sorry, moms. We put an explicit just, content thing on um, on all of the podcasting platforms so that everyone knows. But from now on out, I'm going to wash my fucking mouth out. Me too. Uh, with soap. No so. more after this one. No more swears. So yeah. So that was my report back from the Momiverse. Well, I have a. I she loved it. Too much f bombs. I have a kind of report on language too, which is my partner, my boyfriend, my um, uh, my gay life partner. Um, Billy um, was saying we were just talking about the podcast the other night because uh, he listens because he has to and um, he was saying that he's from the UK he's from Northern Ireland and he was saying how uh, the word queer for him is really um, triggering that that was such a um, uh, a word used against him as a kid and that we that now, because we're I'm uh, a few years younger than him and kind of a, of a different generation and definitely of a different culture. And now that we use that term and we use that term a lot on this show, and so I thought that that was really interesting. Um, different people's relationships to that word, and so we just talked about that a lot. So, um, yeah, so this is a podcast for gay people and lesbian people and queer people, and um, <laughs> we're all learning. Wrong. We're all learning new ways to talk about each other and ourselves, and it's and fraught with history. Mm-hmm. It's fraught with a lot yeah. of personal history for people. So um, just a shout out to everyone who's alienated by our language. Um, it probably won't We're change, but we hear you. But we hear you and we love you. No, yes, of course. We hear you and you, and we love you. And if um, even if you're not our, our mothers or our boyfriends, let us. <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Write to us. Let us know. Tweet us, DM us, um, and uh, we will think about it. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll think about it and we'll keep going down this. <laughs> we'll keep, we'll keep talking. That's one thing we can promise you. All right. Okay, girls. So the Oscars. So it's Oscar week, which is why it, we're dropping this special episode. With a special episode that we taped in October. And this was uh, the first, right, Oscar movie that we saw. Yeah. Kind of the first Oscar movie other than yep. Black Panther, which came out way earlier in the year. But yeah, one of the totally. first big contenders that we saw. So um, we are just bringing you some really cold takes, but maybe this will be the backlash against the backlash against the backlash against the backlash. I don't know. I mean, on it, I mean, it sounds like my panties are wet for Bradley Cooper's char- character. I want to say character because, like, him clean shaven looks like every white guy in a crowd. But when he's like leathered up and talking like this, he just, I guess, like, I don't know, made me feel like the one time a year that I want to be with a significant other. Um, but <laughs> I'm Did better you- now. I don't feel that way. 
Do you think that he would be more in the contention for best actor or best director if he would have kept the beard? Yes. I, I think he'd need, yeah, he didn't play the game right for Oscar season. I don't know, for whatever reason. And I hadn't even seen Roma yet, so. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> Roma changed, is our Roma favorite movie of the year. Roma's my favorite movie of the last 10 years. It changed of my life. Lucky my lifetime, I'm rooting bitch. for Roma. And uh, I want Roma to win best score, even though it doesn't have a score. You can't see, you podcast people can't see me, but I'm, my arms are out like airplanes and I feel like I'm flying just to the mention of Roma. Yes, uh-huh. Roma. It's the best. It's so beautiful. Yes. So amazing. Anyway. Um, oh, and we have other big Oscar news that we just found out last night, which you all will know by the time this comes out. But who's who's um, who's becoming Mary Poppins on Sunday night, Jason? Who is becoming Mary Poppins? The one, the only... The Divine Miss M, Bette Midler. It's going to be the Divine Mary Poppins on The Sunday Divine night. fucking a spoonful of Bette. Help us the medicine go down. I know. We just found this out, so we're really, truly coming almost, at you. I almost fell off the M100 bus when I heard this. I, yeah, because I don't know what the T is, but Emily Blunt has decided to not do it. I think maybe she's like not interested in singing live, which is totally legit. No, I think that it's it's because, remember, they weren't going to do all the songs. They were only going to do Gaga and Kendrick Lamar, and then Gaga was like, no, everyone has to go. And then okay. I think the Oscars were like, well, if everyone's going, then we're going to have famous people like really famous singers do it. Well, for whatever reason, Emily Blunt didn't want to do the... Right nominated song so they were like who's gonna be our special guest and bet is so close with mark shaman and scott whitman who wrote the song so that's kind of beautiful it's also kind of exciting because it's a surprise it's like a surprise and we don't know how it's gonna go we've never heard her sing it so I know. i'm i was i was texting with our last week's guest thomas j ryan about it this morning and oh really we- he was like, I, he didn't know the song, so he was like, what's it like? And I was like, um, it kind of sits in her voice where, like, Dreamland does or um, a God Help the Outcast. Oh, I, you know, uh, Nick and I saw that movie together over Christmas, and I actually think it's one of my, it's one of my uh, favorite songs from that, from that show. So Yeah, it's me too. Me it's too. really uh, beautiful, yeah, and it is kind of, has a, a um, kind of sonic... Uh, lullaby quality that I think Bet can really fucking sell down the river. So Yeah, she's really good at that. She's really good at a lullaby. Um, and I've also heard a rumor that what? they're talking about Barbara to present. Ooh, oh, this is good. This is like, I feel like, don't you feel like somewhat the, the this season they're kind of locked in? Like, I feel like some of the major awards seem kind of... Uh, yeah, like that Shallow is going to win Best Song. The show is going to win best song. Um, I think Rome is going to win some stuff. I think we of kind course of know it is. winning best supporting actor. Uh, yeah. So I think there's some things that kind of seem destined. So I'm excited that there's these surprises. Like this is, um, this is what, what I would you, for. What would you do if Barbara sang the Bradley part in Shallow? With <laughs> <laughs> Um, what if, what would you do if Barbara sang the guy part and Celine Dion sang the Gaga part? (laughs) It was a, it was a tell him in the deep end. (laughs) Tell him in the deep end. Um, we're going to have to rename this episode now. (laughs) Tell him in the deep end. We, yeah. Um, we don't even know Barbara's, I haven't even heard that. So it watch like all of this be for nigh. 
But for all the sh- all the shenanigans that the Oscars have been doing, all of their crazy, not, you know, well, the terrible host and then no host, and then we're not going to show <laughs> these people and we're not going to do these songs. It's turning out pretty good for me because I've got Bet, I've got a possible Barbara, I've got, we got Gaga and Gaga. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm super happy. And I'm also You've happy got that Yelitsa. Like, oh, yes, girl. I'm also super happy that like they are doing this like the Academy is constantly like pulling this fuckery. And I feel like it's just gonna be kind of on my toes as to what exactly is going to happen. So Yeah, so yeah. we're excited about the Oscars. Get the case. I think we're gonna ready. have a little Oscar party. Who knows? Maybe make some puff pastries. Who knows? Ooh. Yes. Okay, well, without further ado. Um, yeah. Here is um, our episode of A Star is Born, The Gay Bible. Love you. Bye. Oh, here Hello. we go. Here this we is, go. This is For the Girls. For the Girls, for the girls podcast. It's it a, is a podcast about you and your diva. It's a diva podcast. Who are your divas? Who are you? Who are you? You are gay people. You're queer people. You're great aunties. You're great aunties, cousins, and friends from the hair salon. You're bibbidi-bobbidi-boo fairy godmothers. You're fairy godmothers. And who is your diva? Your diva is Janet Gaynor. The High Priestess of All Things, Judy Garland. Barbara Streisand. And here it comes, babies. Lady Gaga. That's right. If you probably couldn't guess. We just saw A Star is Born. Boom. And we are we are doing the most ridiculous thing. We just saw it in Chelsea. And we didn't speak all the way back on the subway so that we could save all those super cold takes cold. for all of you because i know live we have no idea what we're gonna say and <laughs> no one has heard any gay people dissect a star is born yet and i bet no one has watched all three of them in preparation of them. three of them three in, in preparation. preparation three of them in preparation one, we did so. that this week we're coming at you again. We're probably not even going to be releasing this podcast <laughs> we, until we, it's out on a fresh DVD. Yeah. So, uh, or maybe there there will have been so many backlashes and then recoveries from a backlash that by the time we release this, this cold ass take will be refreshing for you. But we're going to get into it. We're jumping into the shallows now. No, we're. Well, I'm jumping into the deep end. Uh, yeah, I'm out watch of that as, shallow, honey. Watch as I dive it. Okay, so Jake, what did you think oh of the gosh. movie? Okay, we'll talk about backlashes. I thought I, you know, I'm that bitch that if someone likes something, if a lot of people like something, I'm going to prove all of them wrong and not like it. Um, and and then my first note, and then we and then we were we were just being journalists, and we were taking we went to our notes app on our phone to take our notes, and my first notes were fuck, fuck, fuck. I loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> I mean, I, I cried. You could twice. see me grabbing your arm, so I think you knew that I, that I was, and I was kind of gyrating in my seat after fucking Lavian Rose. Oh my god, Lavian Rose was fucking amazing. I mean, no, but when that 
beautiful Judy Garland homage to fucking start the movie happened. We turned to each other and we're like, oh, fuck yes. Full shivers. Fucking nod to fucking Judy while you show us that gorgeous red lettering of a star is born. While the lettering comes on and she's kind of dancing in that alleyway. Alley in the alley. <laughs> alleyway. Do you see how many things I just did there? Oh, what God. is that called? Alliteration? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, literature podcast. Uh, um it was so beautiful. She was Ooh. so amazing. Um, Ooh, y'all, I can't prove anyone wrong. I mean, I really just have cold takes to do. It just beautiful film, handsome film, great, great, great film, great film, great gowns. Bradley Cooper's an amazing director. Fuck. He directed it so A director is well. born. A director A is director. born. A director. And I hate this. I hate, I we're going to talk all about the films, but the the guy part just always kind of bummed me out and dragged me down, and what, I didn't dude, want it. So much about the guy, yeah, and just and just the focus on that, and I just thought, oh, here comes you know swaggering, beautiful Bradley Cooper directing a film and acting in a film, and oh, mama, Bradley oh, no. Cooper is my cowboy. He's so fucking beautiful. I want and that. He sang so well, and he played the guitar so well. And for the first time, you, I, I rooted for him. I yeah. really rooted for him. I it really was the was... first one of those guys I was really rooting for. I wanted him to beat it, and I almost beat thought it. he was Just going to. Beat and me then, too. I begged for it, but I knew it wasn't going to happen. That scene with the manager at the end, I was like, oh, fuck. He's not. Oh, right. They're going to follow the same plot that all three previous movies followed. Yeah, of course. To I, a fucking T. I mean, we're, we're going right to the ending. Oh, and you know what? It doesn't matter because fuck you disclaimers. All you've all seen it. If you haven't, don't listen, or um, listen and and then see it. You jump in, that was actually my least favorite part. What was the end? The, uh, is it just the the song at the end? Was no, 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 no. The, the the death scene. I, I thought well, it's interesting because he's the only one who did a suicide that couldn't have been called a mistake. Because all the other ones, mm-hmm. like Chris Christopherson, it was a car accident, and the mm-hmm. other two drowned, and everyone in like in the other three movies they all think like oh accidental death and bradley cooper is like no i'm gonna hang myself in this garage and they well they cut that that was that, that was a big kind of aspect of all of them was that there was a pr person that was spinning their lives and trying to be involved well, yeah, in their lives no, and i guess and, the manager was that in this one because he was like he was like i've had to clean up your mess like yeah. after bradley gets back from and then they normally you know they have like the plot always follows that uh, they have some kind of after rehab, they have some kind of altercation that leads them back onto it. But Bradley just goes full throttle into the death scene. You know, well, yeah, it's always, I mean, in all of them, they realize, oh, if I stay around, she's going to uh, go, mute her career. She's going to go way off the shallows with me and right. drown. And yeah, and she's, I'm going to destroy her career. I'm going to destroy her as a person. And so they each are like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice myself for. They do so many homages in this film. Esther, 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 Allie. Allie. The names. Allie. I, and I thought, because they, cause they really were doing some great um, homages. And the first two, they drown. Then Chris goes off a cliff. or He drives, yeah. He drives, drives on a cliff. Drives yeah. off a cliff. And then Bradley gets in his car. And I thought that Bradley was going to follow the Chris route, Me kind too. of. And then Bradley, and then they, Bradley looks at the motorcycle, and you think he's going to get on the. He's he come he stumbles out of that truck, gets on the motorcycle, or I, I thought. I mean, I just this can't. is a full Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper podcast. I mean, come on, honey. That's this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Fucking Gaga, Jesus Christ, that Le'Veon Rose was so extraordinary. Go girl. Fuck. I was not prepared for my Gaga. I mean, I you, I would say you're more of a Gaga fan. You've seen I am. her I've live. Seen, I have so seen Gaga live. I, I do. I mean, I really... I'm such an old school gay. I've always liked Gaga a lot. Like, I've always appreciated her as a, a provocateur and a performance artist. And I love how crazy her drag is. How crazy her... I, I've always loved that. But when she then switched it up and did the Tony Bennett album and then switched it up again and did mm-hmm. Joanne. I was like, oh, fuck. I love a versatile queen. I love a genre hopping, reimagining herself queen. I mean, Cher is like that. Bet is like that. Barbara's like, I love it when they just are like, oh, watch me change it all up. Yeah, I mean, she, I mean, Gaga's so, I mean, obviously, uh, come on, so established. And, and really so serious. That's kind of one of my takes on Gaga is a very, very serious about her art. And I just... I saw some of the American Horror Story, and she kind of played a, a fabulous, you know, a commercial vixen kind of thing. That didn't really right. go. She played it, like a fabulous supernatural vampire, a supernatural vampire. And I was like, okay, you know, you know, it's like a, it's like a perfume commercial with with this one. Right. She didn't have to have a lot of emotional range. And, but this fuck, did she just get? God, she and she had so much moxie. I love like just punching that fucking cop in the face. There's so much moxie to her, which. I think she owes to Barbara because Barbara really changed that in terms of the, the trajectory. Mm-hmm. You know, the trajectory of Esther. Barbara had so much moxie in mm-hmm. her Esther, and this Esther has, dare I say, even more moxie. She's so tough. This LA. They also didn't try to change her name in this one. No, she no one asked to change her name. her name. I think I I was. I think what this film had was taking all three of those stories. And just blowing that up, like taking all the good parts. Mm-hmm. And I think they did what I really, you know, thought was kind of, you. Re- I, I understood truly this relationship and this love. Uh, he, Bradley Cooper did a thing that I don't really, I didn't quite feel from everyone that he genuinely helped her career. Yeah. Do you, do you think that? Like he genuinely... <sighs> He believed the kind of first two kind of does a thing where they uh, send them on their way, kind of giving send them mm-hmm. into the the stu- the first one is not a musical, and then the second one is a musical, but they're both in the film business, and uh, and the males kind of you know oh you're talented but you're gonna have to start from the bottom and Bradley Cooper's like I'm gonna pull you right along with me, mm-hmm. and it's interesting how what a different level each one of them are at. So, like, in the first one, Janet Gaynor is a total neophyte from Oklahoma or South Dakota. South mm-hmm. Dakota. And she, like, moves to after grandma. Her, her grandmama, her amazing, sassy grandmama. T- gives, gives her, her some coin. Gives her some coin and tells her a story about being a pioneer woman. Janet Gaynor, <laughs> like, moves out to Hollywood to become a star. And she doesn't know anything about acting. Yeah. It's oh, like they classic, don't show us. like, straight off the bus and uh, Frederick March, who plays Norman Maine in that one, helps her along and, like, shepherds her into the business and gets her signed and everything. But then 
Vicky Lester, which is her new name, kind of like takes control. And then in the second one, Judy is kind of um, she's already kind of an established singer. We meet her and she's singing on like yeah, a, she's with a, a band concert, and it's on TV. Yeah, and she's going to go on tour with the band and. And she's playing at the Coconut Grove, and she's this great singer, and he also, like, but he, it's it's interesting because it's a little bit more like this movie, because he's like, look, you have to choose your moment, and you're so amazing, Mm -hmm. and you need to just take that chance it. take that chance and and they, they both and they that both next have level. that they both like you know and that great there's a great uh, great scene where Ali is uh and they just oh gosh everything is just so all the moments that you want just happen and it's they do it so strategically i, I mean and it, i mean it is kind of cliche but it's she's catering mm-hmm. and some guy like you know, the manager is like, Get, you're fucking late. She's like, what did you say? And you can just – she has that moment. They, they focus on her face and she just says, fuck this. Here I go. Yeah. Which is also an homage to the first movie in which she is a caterer when they meet. Oh, what? Yeah. Remember so, she's – Janet so Gaynor walks things. around this party as a caterer and tries out all of her different acting characters on the guests. It's actually really no, funny. That's really fab. Did you get to the preview last night? I did. Would you like a little orders? They are very nice. Oh, thanks. Well, what did you think of the picture? They should have saved it for Thanksgiving. What a turkey. <laughs> Will you have some hors d'oeuvre? You do like hors d'oeuvre, don't you? I don't think there's anything so enjoyable as hors d'oeuvre before supper. And these are really delightful. And at the finish, the kid turns around and sings the lullaby to its mother. Uh, pardon it, big boy. But would you like a little harder? They say they're the best in town. Don't tell me. I know. Mae West. That's a great twist. But where are you going to find a two-month-old baby that can sing? I, I mean, so many. I'm, I, just in the middle of it, I was like, if I can take this, because it is a heartbreaker. This one is a... Oh, it's a heartbreaker. Heartbreaker. You, you really do root for it. And... Uh, and I just knew right in the middle. I was like, if I can take, if I can take this again, I can't. I'm going to see this again in the theaters. It was, I want it was to... also so well paced. Mm-hmm. I like got right into it. Oh, that like, first 45 minutes was some of the best things oh, I have it was seen. So good. It went, it went the clip boom, that it went. Boom, on. boom, boom, and and the music numbers. I mean, that was shot to perfection. Perfection. I, the one thing I could have dealt with more of was a little. This is kind of bad. Um, I I didn't fully oh, I get, to a, I didn't get, get a fully get a sense of why his career was. I knew because of his addiction. I wanted a little bit more. All of a sudden, he was performing at some trade show in Memphis, and I didn't get where that. Sh- I I didn't really understand that shift perfectly. I but also that's a nitpicky thing. Didn't quite understand. Uh, like, has he won Grammys? What was his height like? You know, we we I I know that we're. He's still selling out stadiums. He's obviously still extremely rich. He seemed like a like a fucked up Springsteen. Like he seemed a Springsteen level, right? And I don't know where we want to add this. I mean, these these movies are such fantasies. Like I I was sure. every time I'm, especially with this one, I was like, what is what in real life is there that is comparative to this? Where this where someone finds someone else and then that person takes off. Nothing's coming to the top. Of, I'm I'm sure. All of our three fans are going to write in and give me a hundred suggestions. It was giving me a little bit of the Stevie 
Nick's Lindsay Beckingham sure. Fleetwood Mac kind of yeah. uh, thing, but they started together. He didn't. They he propelled each fan. other, right? And and had. Uh, I mean, she she did actually have the kind of takeaway career after that band dissolved. Sure. She um, was the one who blossomed from that, but that was more of like he a wasn't, Destiny's Child into a Beyonce kind of thing. And he wasn't a self-destructive I mean, he's still right. with us. Right. And oh, they all die. Wow. Oh. Um, but yes, but oh, speaking of self-destructive drunks, when Gaga, one of the like most heartbreaking moments for me in this movie yeah, was when, when was when the Gaga's dad and that actor Michael Healy are carrying um, Bradley Cooper into the shower after he pisses himself on the Grammys. Oh my! That was, that was so an audible gasp. Okay, we're seeing it in Chelsea, guys, and that was just an ooh. The Queens, we were gasped. loving for this. But when they're carrying him there, him into the bathroom, she screams, "No, that's my job!" And then I just, and then, and then I, she gets in there in that beautiful dress, but that idea. And then they like, see her, him, sit, him in the bathtub, and they just see that quick shot of her sitting on the toilet. You see the dress through the wind, through the glass bathroom, so and and they get that moment, and then she gets into the bathroom, and but that idea of like you're like like a partner of an addict like that, that you're responsible, that it's your job to take care of them when it gets like that, that was a really heartbreaking moment for me because I had said to you about the other three, uh, one flaw I found with the other three is we didn't get a full sense, I didn't get a full sense of what it was like for those women to have to live with someone so addicted. A lot of times in the earlier movies, she was so busy with her career Mm -hmm. that he would kind of drink by himself or he would get drunk at the racetrack or, you know, and get arrested and she would have to deal with that. But the kind of at-home drunkenness in this was so scary. The scene in the bathtub with that glass, I kept being like, the glass was so threatening. Yeah, at some points you were like, is there going to be a physical altercation? Mm-hmm. Like, is is he going, you know, he is wasted right now. And and it carries through from the beginning. From the beginning, she realizes he's a mess. She says it right away. She, she goes on this, like, really fun... Uh, night out with Bradley Cooper and she goes home to sleep because she has to go to work and his dad is like what are you doing her dad is like what are you doing you should go with him and she's like he's a drunk like yeah. she starts that from the beginning and she's very aware that like uh, he's messy I feel like all the women in these movies are always aware of that it's like great in the Judy movie when he the proposal in the Judy movie is so amazing but this proposal was so hot so that's when you cried everyone's gonna cry in this if you don't cry in this movie I oh. mean no, I mean, I cried at Shallow the first time. I did too. That I mean, that is some of the best electrifying. And that song has been out, y'all. We know that song. And then I cried when he died, when she was singing really? it again. Yeah. I, 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 I fully, fully lost it when he uh, had his final scene with his brother. And he says, uh, oh. it, uh, and he mentions a voice and then he, and then he's just Filled with emotion, uh, uh, you know, about about having his brother's voice. And then he takes this long pause and he says, that that thing, I never, it wasn't my father, it was you. Who I idolized. Who I looked up to. And, yeah. uh, and, then, and all those and little Sam, moments. And then Sam Elliott turns around to put the car in reverse and you get to see his face and his eyes filled with tears <laughs> yeah, and all sorry, red. And then Bradley red. Cooper cuts it immediately. It's great. Always kept doing the thing you wanted. Kept <sighs> doing the thing you – even in the – even in the I was like, oh, here comes the hysteronics. And it's just Lady Gaga 
playing the piano after his death and then laying on the couch. Do you know, like, he cut all of this stuff of about going to the fu- – although I will say one of my favorite funeral scenes is A Star is Born with the Umbrellas. Uh-huh. And, her- and they rip her – then when they rip the veil off of her you face. Let me see her face. Uh-huh. In the first two Stars Borns, if you haven't seen it, these crazy fans mob Vicky Lester and pull <laughs> the veil off her face. And in each one, Janet, uh, Janet Gaynor and then Judy Garland like give this amazing scream. Um, so, so should we should talk we get about, into it? Should, should we just talk about just some, keep going some, deep? Some Judy or some Barbara? Yeah, I maybe, I maybe want to... Uh, let's let's break it down. I mean, seriously, we we just came from this. We're overwhelmed. I feel like I I feel like I'm going to wake up tomorrow and have another good hot cold dead ten takes to totally. get, to give you on this. I just want to start off with like I mean, this is just uh, the gay bible. This is the gay bible. I mean the the gay divas. the gay bible that just keeps keeps coming. And then at the end, when Sam says, "This is a story that just keeps getting told." Mm-hmm. Twelve, ah. notes. 12, the twelve notes in the octave, and I have problems with. I have some problems with the idea that this is how we tell our diva stories. I'm I'm excited for the for other ways of telling women sure. in power and women who come up to fame that doesn't involve a man coming in and starting it and then mm-hmm. fucking your life up to hell and then dying. But it always ends, in, in I guess in the way if you want to give it to the man. They, it always does end with the man kind of saying, I have to give you one last gift, and that's freedom mm-hmm. to continue because I can't – I won't I, – well, I'm succumbed to this addiction, I don't, and I don't want to ruin that for you. Um, but yeah, I would say that that's my but, – but, but the, I would, the trilogy. I mean the original is amazing, but the, the original kind, kind of, of is a little different. It's a little different. But the trilogy of Barbara – It was a Technicolor Spectacular. It was from – 37 from 1937 and then the next one is 1955 George 54 54 George Cacor directs it and um, Judy Garland stars in it and it's so beautiful and Judy in that movie is I mean she's the supreme I mean she is she is the land that everything started from she is Eve to the garden of gaze Um, everything comes from her and I mean, that performance is so incredible too, and because you know that how much Judy was struggling with addiction while shooting that, and the performance is so emotional and about addiction, but it's about someone else's addiction. But it's very, it's it's such an emotional performance. I think of the three, it's the most emotional. Well, because I, I mean, so as we know, Judy was a child star. She was locked into studios and and uh, Wizard of Oz. Hello, come come on, Mama. And she was, you know, given a lot of drugs to take as a, uppers and downers as a young child, and then as all child an stars and have like you know, I don't that kind of fame. You can't really you can't really beat. And the camera, I just I just kept thinking, the camera loves her. I know that's so cliched, but when you just see her face, when they do a close up or even far away, and she has those wide set big eyes, and those eyes tell every story, tell every tick, tell every emotion, and the nerve is just living in those eyes and, and in the twitch of her body when she looks at him and when mm-hmm. she doesn't, you know, it. And she's always she quivering. She's always kind of quivering with excitement she's she's electric she just vibrates mm-hmm. at all times mm-hmm. and that and that the man that got away that song is so 
Astonishing. That's a song that he finds her. You know. Yeah, she's seen in, in and it's the kind of the one that most people know that's, about. Yeah, that's the song the which we'll play. Lost their glitter, the winds grow colder. Suddenly you're older, and all because of the man that got away. Janet Gaynor, I mean, I I liked it a lot. I really liked him. I actually thought he was kind of, I mean, she's... He was charming. He was very charming. And it's an interesting thing, that movie, because at the time, the sound of my cat, Jane, um, at the time, they were kind of defining stardom in Hollywood. You know, it wasn't, Hollywood hadn't been around for that long yet, you know? And it was really a new thing that they were just almost inventing what it was. But it's so. But it it also felt so current, like when she says, "Like I'm," I, when they offer her that waitressing job, that the catering job, and she's, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Maybe they'll notice you." I'm like, "God, honey, if that's not happening in all oh, in Hollywood, in right Hollywood, and in New York City, if if we aren't all caterers, caterers of this world, trying to just be seen, something there's something weird about all of these that do that I can't quite put my finger on that has some kind of current." thing to them i guess maybe it's the tale as old as time of loving someone that that can be messy i did i um because all of these movies involve drinking and uh not with her man but in one of the first scenes they order a a, a scotch with milk do you remember that oh, with yeah. her with that with her they always have a kind of guy buddy in there right like yeah she always her. has like a, a pal it's funny i think barbara is the only one who doesn't, barbara have, doesn't a have a pal does she i loved gaga's friend i loved that he was gay i loved him so much i thought he was so great yeah um yeah and in this first one it's this kind of it's this great character actor who is an assistant director in the movies and he's going to help her in do you remember the proposal in the first movie though the proposal in the first movie happens when they're at a boxing match Really? And they're watching. And so there's all this language about being knocked out in the fight and all this stuff. And it's this great foreshadowing for what's to come for their marriage. He's down. Got you, got him. Got you, got him. He did, didn't he? Yeah, but he'll be up, though. You like it? Sure, I do. You like me? Sure, I do. That reminds me. Will you marry me? No, thank you. You 
Come on, gotcha. Finish him. Why won't you marry him? Dependable? Hey, shoot your right! Throw away your money? Break him up in there, break him up. I drink so much. Well, suppose I quit drinking. Yes? Come on, gosh, you shoot the right in there, the right! Suppose I save my money. Yes? There he goes, let him have it! Suppose I became absolutely dependable on all occasions. Yes? She has a beautiful wife. Norman. What, dear? Oh, that to me if I said I'd marry you? Oh, certainly not. I was just supposing. I liked this movie, the first movie. Yeah, this was fun. Gloria was great. I mean, this literally was like... There was this amazing quote in the movie where they mention the public, and they say every 25 cents they spend on a movie makes them all a critic. And this idea of like what fame was, and the idea of everyone being a critic just makes me think of now and Twitter, you know, and how much more... And people with fucking podcasts where they give or sit around and talk about their fucking opinions about things. You know what I mean? Yeah, give their two cents to make, as we will repeat over and over, a million dollars. <laughs> to make this a million gonna, dollars. This Star Wars episode is going to give us a million dollars. What's interesting about Gloria is she didn't really do too much after this. She retired at 33. I love that you call her Gloria because that Oops. would make her Gloria again. <laughs> I knew it. And I wrote Gloria in my notes. And that's why I did it. And Nick was like, you're going to just keep doing this, aren't you? And I was her like, I Janet wrote Janet. But but uh, but we don't know much. Of, I mean, she uh, she really didn't. This movie was a hit. Uh, right? She was nominated for the Academy Award. She was for this, yeah. and then she um, she kind of packed it in. She didn't want to do Hollywood anymore. Yeah, at thirty three, she know a lot about that. Yeah, yeah. She retired. She did like a couple other uh, small projects, but cool. she really uh, stopped acting. If there's a Janet Gaynor uh, biographer listening to the podcast, uh, send us an email: mail at forthegirlspodcast dot com. Yeah. Um, and then the Judy, which we had already started talking about. The thing that's so uh, amazing in the Judy is mm-hmm. in the middle of the Judy, there's a 30-minute This movie is your favorite. The this is Nick's favorite part. Uh, so, like, you see the thing that, like, makes her famous is this movie that gets made. And you it's do. a musical. And there are, like, five numbers. And it's in the most glorious technicolor. And it's so beautiful and lush. And she just does all these numbers where her character in the movie within the movie recounts how she became a star and so there's it's there's all this double meaning and you don't know if it's actually her story and it's probably not and it's this made-up story but you don't actually learn about judy's life from before her real life no before in that movie at all no but you kind of do think like is is this like a bizarre telling inside the telling of a star is born? Like she's literally singing about being a star and becoming a star, a star being born. She was born in a trunk. That's the song. I think that song's yeah, called. Yeah, she's like born in the prop trunk. Yeah, from her parents who are actors, and they pushed her out on the stage. It's a. It's actually a crazy scene because it jumps in time in in like the that movie that they're making it's it's um it's so beautiful and it's also like because it's judy you're like yes and this is also your life and this is also because you were born a star it didn't happen overnight (laughs) overnight I was born in a trunk in the Princess Theater in Pocatello, Idaho. It was during a matinee on Friday, and they used a makeup towel for my daddy. 
When I first saw the light, it was pink and amber coming from the footlights on the stage. When my dad carried me out there to say hello, they tell me that I stopped the show. And like Nick said, knowing what we know now, there's just that added heartbreak because she's so worried about her husband making a fool out of herself. And and inevitably, with all of these pe- with with the first one, the second, and the second one, they keep uh, uh, they become a liability, and they get out of their contracts with the studios mm-hmm. because they can't insure them, and they can't insure the picture because they keep uh, you know, fucking up. And Judy is is having to hear that about her husband and. And worrying about his drinking when before that movie was made and unfortunately after that movie was made, that was Judy's life. She was constantly being attached to projects uh, that she she couldn't fulfill because she was just too far along um, in her addiction. And that, and that and it's heartbreaking. It's and it's but it's beautiful. I mean, I, I just kept thinking this is a gift. I have so I've never seen any of these movies. I knew all the songs. I have YouTubed it like you do, all of the all of the videos. Um so this was my first time watching them all, and we basically did it all in a week leading up till tonight. And um yeah, I and just Judy, and Judy was nominated for the Academy Award, as was James Mason. That's heartbreaking. Do you know that story about she couldn't go because she was giving birth? Yeah, she had. I think she had. She she had some pains. I think after the birth, and so there was a whole camera crew on her for her in ex- the hospital. In the hospital, it was so crazy. So that's gonna fuck you right up. Her life paralleled this so much. I mean, I'm sure Barbara's and Gaga's have too, being like super famous when they made the movie, but. Judy definitely had I, I I can I at least think the most struggles and while making it I don't think that Gaga struggles with addiction that I know of or Barbara I mean it's not I mean it's not public I mean it, Judy's I don't know how public it was then but right it yeah, was I don't know how public it was at the time pretty either. documented that um, she was this was her comeback this was considered by her critics like Judy's back and unfortunately she was just kind of back for that. Um, yeah, she the, did a couple other things, but but then she just got had a real real rocky life after that. And the interesting thing about James Mason to me in that film is that he almost, was charming. He was charming, and he seems really gay to me. Yeah, he was very effeminate. He, he was, was very very effeminate. flirtily effeminate, like and her friend. I just kind of watched that as, yeah. as him being like a gay I man. That too. Like on I their wedding night, he was, he was just like sing to me. That's all I want to do tonight. And I'm like, if I married Judy Garland, that's all I would ask to do on our wedding uh, forever. night forever. And I okay, so uh, if we, I said that she was kind of messy after the site. I mean, she did come. She did do some iconic things. She did her TV show that only lasted for a year. She did her, the, I think, the all time greatest concert ever in '61 oh, at, at yeah. Carnegie Hall. Yeah, she still had so much left to get. Uh, she had so much left, but but also she. Uh, uh, it, it was it was a it was a rough road to hoe. She was, was broke. She Nuremberg, was poor. Was Judgment at Nuremberg before or after I, this? What did I do that concert right? Was it the concert of '61 at Carnegie Hall? 
And yeah, I believe so. Bec- um, you know, Judgment and Norm, that was her last film. That was like right. her last major film. She did another musical after that that's supposed to be pretty but she good. she was nominated for the Oscar for Judgment and Norm. Yeah, for Best so this Supporting. wasn't even her last Oscar nomination, which is kind of amazing. No, no, she did that film. But uh, but it, but also, whatever, the document, it was, you know, she had it rough. And then, you know, if you all haven't seen the Judy Garland TV show, go and see it. And there is one of the greatest, one of the greatest gayest things in the world of Judy and Barbara singing Happy Days Are Here Again and Come On Get Happy. It's the great duet and all of our gay listeners know it very well. And And if you haven't seen it, YouTube it. And in that clip, Judy knows what she's dealing with with Barbara and she says it. She says like, you're singing so good. Like you are coming for my crown mm-hmm. and it really does feel i mean i'm getting sh- <laughs> so stupid i'm getting shivers it feels like the there is some passing of the torch i mean we're not mm-hmm. gonna forget liza her fucking precious baby thank god we have that gift yes but barbara was and i think barbara will say that too barbara does homages mm-hmm. to judy in her concerts and she acknowledges that kind of without judy there probably might not have been a barbara right and and that's why it's so amazing to watch Barbara take the mantle and do this and movie go, and, and go with it and so brilliantly make it her make it her own. And each one of these movies is so of their time. Like I was thinking about this when I walked out. Like I don't know if I'm responding most to this current movie because it's of the time that I'm in, and so I identify it with it the most. No. But each of these movies are so of their time. Barbara's is so deliciously seven days and so. It's in beautiful in its own way. She's incredible in it. She's incredible in it. I think we can lay our cards out now and see how we do. Not my favorite film. It's not your favorite. Not my favorite film, but Barbara is everything. And and, and and still even in this one, I was like, give me more Barbara, please. I know. I wanted like the tour, the Esther tour. I wanted like at least a 15-minute montage of what her tour was because like. Because that's what they gave on. us. That, and they gave us that in the, the, in the Gaga. They gave us the uh, them playing and enjoying and having fun and, and, and with different costumes and and growing together and mm-hmm. growing as an artist and and you can tell like they've 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 really established her they've really kind of given her you know her sea legs to yeah we got a sense of the build and the turn in deep. the career too and how she you know becomes more pop in the movie she's very mid career at this point in the movie she's mm-hmm. also working in the clubs and she's an established singer she's in group with a racially problematic name called the Oreos. Oh, God. There's two African-American singers and Barbara. Yeah, this is a white fantasy. This is a white fantasy where they have, where they kind of go in and out of not dealing with any kind of race issues except to use them as background characters. Judy sings with like two little black babies. Oh, I I was talking about Barbara. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, Judy's is also extremely problematic in that way. Um, and um, but I love how aggressive Barbara is with him right at the beginning, when he's g- drunk. He's Chris Christopherson is the guy, and he's like drunk at her thing, and she just like comes right in his face and goes, "You're blowing up my act," and it's so like, mm, like fuck off, yeah, d- leave me alone. Like she has no fear of this famous man, no, no fear at all. And she never really does. She never really does. No, like she she you know she she sees the she sees the through line. And she's going to keep going. Mm-hmm. And that first fucking apartment of hers in Hollywood is... 
Oh, it's amazing. It's so It's a good. fantasy. We haven't even talked about I mean every every one of the every one of these has like decor porn in it. You know, oh it's my gosh, all so much decor porn. Fantastic. Okay, the, so rate okay. your houses. What is your number one house of all the houses in all the movies? You see, we just saw it and uh, and uh, and uh f- for uh my dedicated listeners. I live in LA, so I kind of was obsessed that all of these were in LA and I could literally see LA evolve through time while being there. Um, I, but it could look I mean, Barbara and Chris Christopherson's like mansion mansion, like mm-hmm. their 30 foot ceiling mansion is everything to me. Yeah. Then that's fab. Oh, but I just hate Chris Christopherson so much. And he's the only <laughs> you, one. You were not feeling, you were not the feeling. only one who cheats on her. Oh, that was a gross scene at the so end. I was gross. like, oh, no. I mean, he's, you really don't feel Chris Christopherson in this movie. And so that, so when you kind of take that section out, out of it, which is kind of the main section is this, this love, this like, you know, love that knows no boundaries except for horrible addiction. Yeah. It kind of ruins it. And yeah, he sleeps with a young girl too. Yeah, and I feel like that girl is really poorly written in that movie. Also, I didn't understand why he kept doing concerts in the daytime. <laughs> I was like, why are there all these afternoon concerts? Like, don't we go to he was sexy to me, though. We're going to play a game at the end called Mary Fuck Kill Have a Drink With, which is very problematic that we would want to have a drink with any of these people. But, hey, let us have our fun. We also – so in each one of – in the first two in the end, they all uh, – do uh they all after the, her husband has died they all come up on stage and claim their husband's name mm-hmm. claim his legacy um because he's had because he's you know done a public shaming of himself and like oh janet gainer like walks up at the oscars and she says to a microphone hello everybody this is mrs norman Maine. It is, and Judy does the same thing, but yeah. Barbara does not say that. Barbara Barbara covers his song, so Barbara covers one right. of his. But Barbara she's sings still one of just his songs. Esther. She doesn't call herself Esther Maine. She's just Esther, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Esther Hoffman Howard. I'll be long again. 
And at the end, Kaga calls herself Allie Main. Uh huh. One more quote, though, from Barbara in that movie. Yeah. At the wedding, when she says, um, to love, honor, and obey, she goes, Obey is out. It's the dawn of a new century. And I was like, yes, bitch. One of my notes on that is, how do you get baby's breath in your hair? I always see people do it, and I just, I just want to sprinkle that oh, baby's you know what else? breath Do you remember when she is in hair. the white outfit in the Arizona desert, and she gets covered in mud? Mm-hmm. It's kind of very similar to Allie in this one, being in the yellow dress and getting into the shower. Wow. Like, these, like, high fashion moments that are just, like, desecrated by this man. Mm-hmm. Which I just thought of that because I, I, in that moment I was like, who gives a fuck about whether he's alive or dead? Do not ruin that outfit. I love what Bradley Cooper did and I love how much homage he paid to all the other movies. And I think he owes Barbara a huge debt for that big turn she made in the movies towards making it about the music industry and like relaying that path. Because she really turned it from like m- movies about the movies to movies about the music industry. And also all of her clothes are from her closet, which is the biggest diva move of, of any credit sequence ever. The credits of that movie say, <laughs> Mrs. Stry- Ms. Streisand's clothes are from... Iconic. Dot, dot, dot. Her closet. Iconic. Iconic. <laughs> She's like, eat it. All Iconic. of you. Okay, so Oscar, Oscar, Oscars. Which one do you think is going to get... There was like two, I think, main contenders. The last song that Allie sings... And then The Shallows. I think it's going to be The Shallows. It's going to be I mean, Never Love Again might, though. That's such a beautiful song. The last song? Yeah. When we first met I never thought that I would fall I never thought that I'd find myself Lying in your arms Mm -hmm. And I want to pretend that it's not true Cause my world keeps turning and turning and turning And I'm not moving on Don't want to feel another touch Don't want to start another fire Don't want to know another kiss No other name falling off my lips Don't want to give my heart away It wasn't my favorite. I liked it. It wasn't my favorite. It was, uh, I, I, I did, uh, Nick did an amazing tweet, uh, recently about, um, having a nineties version with Whitney, Whitney. And I, I heard that song and I, and I was thinking about that and I was thinking like, I can see Whitney with this. I could see Whitney just God, Whitney would have killed a star is born just, and with that, that song particular, because it kind of mm-hmm. had a Whitney vibe to me. So I think I was mm. just, I just got into the Whitney headspace and maybe I, and when, once you get into a Whitney headspace, forget about it. You're kind oh, of forget about it. You just have to, you're done. Um, 
Oh, Always Remember Us This Way is the one that Ali sings about the Arizona sun and all what that. What is the, what I is love the, that. what is the, the, the pop hit that she has? It's hair, body, face. What hair, is body, it? Hair, face. body, face. Yeah. Yes, bitch. Hair, body, face. Wasn't the it girl at school. Not me. No, I wasn't queen at the prom. But don't take me for a fool. Now I know I got my own charm. I'm not mad as long as So now we're going to play Mary, Fuck, Kill, or Get Wasted with these four guys. So who are yours? Mary? Mary. I mean, okay, again, we again, this is uh, unfortunately the Bradley Cooper podcast and so I'm just full with wanting to ride so you're that Marlboro him, man you're, on everything. You're um, putting him on fuck or Mary? Okay, here, okay, this is interesting. When you marry someone in this fucking game, there people play it two ways. Do you fuck or do you just marry? And then with the f- I don't, whichever way you want to play. <laughs> I see. I think what I wanted you to say, because one of the ways is cheating for me, but I like the cheating. Um, uh, okay, let's do- I, I can do kill because I think we might be killing the same person. Oh, no. You, oh, no. I think you, we're not going to kill the same person. You, oh, I'm going to kill Chris Christopher. Oh, because he, he's yum. He's just as greasy yummy to me. Mm-mm. Fucking kill Chris Christopher. Okay. Absolutely. I can do mine. I know mine. Okay. Fuck Bradley Cooper because, uh, of course... And marry James Mason because oh. I think he's the only one who's actually gay <laughs> and we would have a really good time together. And then get drunk with Frederick March because he was so charming when he was drunk and he ordered those enormous glasses of scotch. That made me fucking barf. I <laughs> wanted to die. I was like, that. I think scotch is so nasty and it's like something that you sip on and you try to act butch. Um, and the, and he was just drinking it like it was a Diet Coke. I was, he was oh, he would like get a little like okay, spritzer so, on top. No, thank you. We didn't even talk about all. I did want to like talk about like their fun drinking and 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 drug use in this. I mean, it's not fun. It's horrible. Okay, I think I'm. Um, who's the first one? Mary. Gonna, oh, the first from 1937 is Frederick March. Okay, I'm going to kill him. Okay. I'm going to marry Bradley Cooper and I'm going to fuck Bradley Cooper. I'm going to no, marry you can't marry and fuck him. Okay, but, but, but I'm going to marry him to fuck him. Like I'm not going to okay. have a celibate marriage to that <laughs> okay, fucking fine. man. I'm going to be this just this just this I'm just going to be this beautiful person that's married <laughs> to just a gruff man and we're just going to be gorgeous. I'm just going to be so gorgeous and I'm going to wear silk 
um, pajamas and just <laughs> I just have a whole version of this that he doesn't die because my love my love can save him none of those other bitches could but mine can I know how to do this you guys I've never really been in a relationship but I know that I can make this one work I'm going to fuck Fuck Chris Christopherson because I still think he's really sad. He's like the he's like the pre Bradley Cooper. He's leathery. He's um so thin. He's, he's so thin. His abs are out. He has like long hair and he. I mean Bradley Cooper really did style himself after Chris Christopherson. Come on. I'm going to have a drink with Judy's boy because he's fun and he can kiki. Yeah, yeah. he's totally fun. So we did, we did that. Good for us, babe. I like that we had really different opinions on that. That was cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so rate the top three. What's your favorites? My favorite hit from the hits. We, let's name the hits from the hits. I mean, the man that got away is, of course, my favorite. Evergreen and the Shallows right. are the three hits. So, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think Never Love Again might become a really big hit. Sure, but that's not. I, I they're rolling it out in the way that the Shallows is what they're... Evergreen won the Oscar, right? Yes, right. Um, I would have to go. Mine goes, The Man That Got Away is number one. Evergreen, two, and then the, no, Shallows, two, and then Evergreen. Yeah, I guess, like, with this, with this rating service, it's kind of a little hard because, like, The Shallows hasn't become a hit. Yeah, who invented this rating system that we're using? Because this is really tough. We we did. We did just now. We did. And and rating three things is really fun. It's like rating two things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Rating three things is just a little bit more fun than rating two things. Just, and really, I say just a little. I can't wait for you, for us and you to hear this. I would do, yeah, I mean, the man that got away. I can fucking wiggle that song. I because she wails it. Oh, you can find all the so versions beautiful. of her just attacking it with all her gusto. Evergreen. I I I I like the show. I I like Evergreen. I mean, I grew up on Evergreen. I grew up on Barbara's greatest hits. Come on. So, but. The Shallows is really fun. I mean, I, I'm going to have to say probably The Shallows is my second one because I've never – I mean, that was fucking electric watching that. Like, like I thought the song was kind of fun. I would put it on at the gym um, and, 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 you know, have a good time with it. But watching that on stage, man, that was such a something collaboration else. between the two of them. Which... Because when Barbara does the Evergreen song, it's lovely. It's beautiful. I know every word to it. But she's just in the studio and she's crooning it. And, it, and it's really wonderful. But that energy of her, mm-hmm. like, she, like it's like, it's well, fucking that's why alley. Like, that's why I'm talking about Woman on the Moon because that's like that performance energy of Barbara. Yes, yes. And, and, and Barbara doesn't really go to the rock place that much. So it was really awesome to see Barbara do that. I mean, that is that is just in general one of my favorite Barbara songs um, in her catalog. Yeah, me too. It's, it's... you don't That's an age-old story Everybody knows that's a worn-out song But you and I are changing That too
I mean, I believe in love. It kind of makes me want to watch some of them again. I mean, this was... The, 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 you know, you can, we are gay. We can watch them as often uh, as we want. Yeah. Um, we can just watch them over and over. Um, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our uh, fresh uh, our fresh reactions this and our cold takes. A, this has been a podcast is born. This is a That's a joke from Who Weekly. Fuck, really? Yeah. Anyway. This has been a podcast is born, too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. Thanks for listening. Think, yeah. um, find us on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on, oh, I love Stitcher. Uh, guess what? We guess what? Guess what's so crazy is what? that we have an Instagram. We, we have an Instagram. We have an Instagram? Yes. Oh my gosh, girl, I've got to yes. follow that. I've got to follow that. Um, yeah, you, it's really You can fabulous. DM us there. <gasps> you can tell us your stories there. You can tell, tell us, us your stories story. about the episode. Tell us the stories about you and your diva. Or about you and your diva. Yes, we would love to. And maybe we'll read them uh, in our future episodes. Write us at uh, for, at mail at forthegirlspodcast.com. Tell us a story about how a diva changed your life. It could or, be any diva. It could be a, a teacher. Okay. A, a diva teacher. Sure. I didn't your, know that. It could be your fairy godmother. Yeah, it could be someone made up, I guess. It could be your aunt. Yeah. Um, it could you be know. Lady Godiva for all we fucking care. <laughs> If it's good, if you if you email it to us, we'll read it on the air. <laughs> yeah, because we've got nothing better to do. <laughs> Not one fucking better except thing to do. re rewatch A Star Is Born. Oh, okay. What else do we have, girl? We have a Twitter, don't we? Yeah, come follow us on Twitter um, at for the girls pod, um, and share uh, the episode. Did you enjoy this episode? Share it with people. Tell people about it at the hair salon. Uh, when you're double dutching, uh, make a little double dutch song about it. About for the girls podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, when you're at the gay bar and you're thinking about a pickup line, consider just talking about for the girls podcast. We're a community, so community us out. Just spread the love, babies. We want to bring queer fans together from across the world. Oh yes, yes. Um, now I know I know you're all are listening to this, but it's so important, so 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 important. If you because we want to climb the charts. We just like any proper diva, we want to be top of the charts. So if you just like us, if you just go to iTunes and like us and review us. Yes, and hit download. If you just hit download for the episodes, I know you've got lots of room on that phone. Just delete <laughs> some photos of your baby and download our episodes because <laughs> that helps us. And we're, we're going to be the Mariah Carey of podcasts. Oh, wow. Absolutely the Mariah Carey of podcasts. But we need your help. So so if, you are, if you've if you stuck stuck this around this long, do that, please. Yay. Yay. And go back and listen to past episodes because they're really good if you're just joining us now. And marry me. Okay, I think we did it. Um, all right. Um, Thank thanks. you all. Bye. Bye. Forget your troubles. Happy days. Come on, get happy. I hear again the skies above a clear again. Shout hallelujah. So let's sing a song. Come on, get happy. Cheer again. Get happy days are here.
get happy about it now. We're happy days are here We're heading across the river. Soon your cares will all be gone. 